What's up, everybody? This is Justin Flinter coming to you live from Northern Virginia with the Justin Flinter Podcast by My Mature Medicine. This month, I had the great opportunity to sit down with Joanne Creary of Well Woman Coaching for our Ask the Expert interview. We talked about her business and her role as a life coach and relationship coach serving the Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. area. Joanne is an amazing life coach. Her skill set has put her forth into this business, and she has probably the most passion I have seen out of anybody in this area. Together in this interview, we talked about life coaching. We talked about her view uh, being a life coach. We talked about her view as others being life coaches in this world and what ultimately their responsibilities are and should be. We talked about how you, the listener, can benefit by working with a life coach. And we also took a little bit deeper into Joanne's life to understand exactly why it is she chose to become a life coach and how she got to where she is today. So the fact that you're here listening to this podcast means that you are in it for something. There's something out there that you want to achieve. There's something out there that you truly are looking for, that you are perhaps trying to find your purpose or your passion in life. In this podcast, you can learn a little bit about how having a life coach can get you one step closer. So enjoy this podcast and keep a lookout for next month's Ask the Expert interview, which we will announce in a few weeks. I thank you for being here. I thank you for listening. And on behalf of Joanne and myself, enjoy this podcast. This month for Ask the Expert, I brought in an old colleague of mine, an old friend. Uh, We've collaborated in so many ways. There's too much to share with you. Uh, which we will throughout the interview, but in, in one little bit we can't do that. But this is Joanne Creary. She is the owner of Well Woman Coaching. She's been a life coach for a while now, even though she's now just started to pursue the business aspect of it and really get herself out into the world with this art. And uh, I have a few statistics. She has a long career, roughly 30 years in communications in a lot of prestigious organizations across the world. And she is also an advocate for survivors of domestic violence. And she, as I mentioned, she is the owner of Well Woman Coaching right here in the DC metro area and also online and via phone with all the technology, given we don't have any glitches, she can help you across (laughs) the world. So it is my pleasure to have you here, Joanne. I am so excited that we finally got the chance to do this interview. Thank you, Justin. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Good. Would you mind sharing a few words uh, with the audience out here about yourself and what it is that you do? We'll go into a lot more questions, but give them a little uh, intro. So, as Justin said, I'm Joanne Crary, and um, I have uh, worked in corporate communications and in the publishing industry for uh, close to 30 years, though not continuously. I took time off. to freelance while I was raising my son. Um, And now I am transitioning into full-time coaching um, and some writing, which goes along with that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a very exciting time for me. I can tell, I can (laughs) tell, which is why we have you here. Because I, I, I want everyone out here to know exactly what this woman can offer for you when it comes to coaching. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about coaching uh, from her perspective 
as a coach and also from your perspective being the one who would come to see a coach because there's a lot of misconceptions about there yes. out there about what coaching actually is about is it more of therapy is it counseling is it an entity of its own what exactly is it which category so okay. we'll touch it's on those things I know I know you're you're, you're passionate about us so hold your horses okay. Joey it's okay I'll try. we will so First off, uh, before we dive directly into coaching, I want to get to know a little bit more about Well Woman Coaching. Okay. Uh, well Woman Coaching was born out of uh, my passion to help uh, people and women in particular. Okay. Um, I have a particular heart for women who struggle with the inevitable losses and disappointments and grief you know we live in a world where this is part of life unfortunately um, sometimes people get stuck um, you and I have talked a lot about the stories we tell ourselves that's right stories. Um, right and sometimes those stories uh, that we tell ourselves about our experiences keep us stuck in places that no longer serve us. Exactly. So my passion um, is to help people see where they're stuck, um, imagine a much more purpose-filled, exciting um, life, and then help them map out and take the steps toward um, meeting living those dreams exactly okay and you've done that and you've just begun uh, getting the word out on well woman coaching you have a website up you have everything that you need essentially for this business to begin to thrive and now you're just injecting the passion into it so there people can start to see mostly um, not just my passion which has always been there but the time and attention um, that you need uh, now that I have made the jump from having a full-time corporate career and trying to build this on the side to making this the focus of what I do. That's a good point. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people out there that are passionate about something, but they're not quite sure how to do it. So your journey, just like everyone else's journey, is right. very unique. So could you elaborate a little bit and share your experience of moving from this 30 plus, or th roughly 30 years of experience in the communication field to doing your passion on the side and now leaving that and doing this the whole time, the okay, whole time. Sure. Uh, it, it, my journey toward this place where I am now actually started almost 15 years ago. 15 years 15 ago. 15 years wow. ago. I think that's about when I first heard the term life coach. Life coach, okay. And there was something in, in my spirit that came alive when I heard the word. Just the, from hearing the word so when, Just from, because even though I'd never heard of it as a profession, right. it, it was, in those days it would have been fledgy, you know. Um, it's still a very young, relatively new profession. Mm -hmm. um, the, I looked up what that meant, and there was a part of my spirit that just like exploded because I knew immediately that that was what I was called to do you know okay. um, prior to that I, I or it was actually at the same time 
at about the same time I had started working on a master's in mental health counseling. Um, again, okay. it's been part of the journey right. of, of this desire to help people who are struggling with those emotional issues. Exactly. Um, live better lives, heal, get healing, and, and live with more passion. It's a cliche almost to say more passion and more purpose, but it's really possible, mm -hmm. you know. Especially with mental health disorders, because those are the ones that rarely, if at all, show any kind of physical, uh, they show a manifestation emotionally, mm -hmm. but physically there's really no way for us to go in and into the body and say, oh, you have too, you're, the level of this in your body is too high, or this is too low, therefore you have this disease, right. or this illness, right. whatever it is. So right. mental disease is really one that is helped mostly through support, conversation, yes. uh, backing by an individual mm -hmm. such as yourself, such as a life coach. So you have then utilized your background with mental health uh, in terms of your education to amplify what you're doing now. Yes, so is that exactly. a lot of the clientele that you're helping? I um, see it's well woman coaching. It's well woman coaching. Um, and there's a sort of play on on those words um, because my faith informs my coaching. And um, if you're not familiar with, with the teachings of the Bible, you may not you may not um, realize that there is a, a story in the Bible of um, Jesus encountering a woman at the well, at a well. Um, and she was transformed by that encounter with him. Okay. So, um, although I coach from that place, I don't coach only Christians. I was just going to yes, uh, yes. ask so that the audience is aware. Absolutely. Just yeah. to be clear, this is my worldview. I absolutely respect um, other people's right to have a different worldview or have the same worldview, and I coach appropriately. Mm -hmm. I, I encourage, I will admit that I encourage my clients to incorporate some kind of spiritual practice into their lives. Mm -hmm. But again, it's entirely their individual choice. Exactly, because um, everyone's coming from a different com place. Exactly. And exactly. although your coaching is coming from this place that you actually receive your, uh, your passion, so to speak, mm -hmm. there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, elements that are being drawn from that mm -hmm. that drive you to help them. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be Christian to come and say, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Right. Yes. And also, I would assume that if a man comes to you, that in you would not turn them away. Exactly, I would not. <laughs> so don't allow the, the name of the company exactly. to discourage exactly. you. Exactly. We all, we, we're right. human and we all exactly. share the, the same experiences yeah. of grief and loss. Exactly. In fact, um, I am a big, uh, I mentioned earlier, proponent of, of there's a, a sort of body of knowledge, knowledge that's being built up now around um, what's called narrative coaching. Oh, okay. Right? Which narrative. is um, helping clients to see the stories in their lives, mm -hmm. right? And um, to work with those stories in ways that serve where they want to go in their lives. 
Right. Okay. Um, I'm fascinated by that because being having that background in mental health, we know that people get stuck. There, you know, you filter your experience, the reality, the facts of what happened in a particular experience mm -hmm. is not the story. The story is how you experience that. Right. It sounds like it's an extension of like cognitive behavioral. And that's therapy. exactly it. Because which appealed to me right. in my mental health training. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And so there's a very natural fit between right. cognitive behavioral therapy and exactly. and narrative coaching. Yeah. So you see the synergy I there. do. Yeah. So for those of you out there who may not be familiar, cognitive behavioral therapy is essentially when you have an experience in life and then your emotional reaction becomes your definition of every time you experience that throughout your life. For example, you get bit by a dog. Ten years later, you encounter the same kind of dog, and then you're immediately put into a state of fright, even if that dog has no intention of biting and is the most friendliest dog on the planet. You're still, you you're still, react still reacting that. based off of that story. Right. So the extension of that, it sounds like, is retraining the narrative that person tells Precisely. throughout the time. So that's, that is extremely powerful. It is. That the stories is. we tell define how we live every single how day of our life. How we react to every occurrence. And then what kind life. of yeah. destiny or whatever word we put a label on. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've already answered this next question, which is when did you decide to become a life coach? Which you said <laughs> about 15 years about ago 15 when you years heard ago, the word. When I heard the word, life. I. Who said life coach? Or where did you read it? Um, it, I had to have read it somewhere. I don't okay. remember. No, I remember where I was. Oh. I was actually at Can work. Can you share that? You I, were yes, at work. I was actually at work. I was sitting at my desk in my office okay. um, at work. And um, I. I was working as an editor, as a production editor right. in a publishing um, house. And so it may have been a manuscript I was editing. I honestly don't okay. remember, but the concept just kind of hit me and I thought, that's what I am. You know, it was just that moment of knowing that mm -hmm. you get sometimes. Mm -hmm. and. Um, so I didn't run out and quit my job and become a life coach. You know? <laughs> I had a son to raise like, and yeah, a we, to keep over you, my you head. You made a wise decision, <laughs> not on a whim, and just like out. And, okay, exactly. that makes sense. And then, but, you know, every almost everything that's happened in my life since then has kind of led me um, in this direction. Mm. It's not coincidental. There are no coincidences. That when I moved to Washington to the DC area, yeah. um, I was then working with a sister, um, another international organization um, than the one I just retired from. And they um, had brought in a life coach to do some um, wellness. It, it was like a stress workshop or something. They brought in a life coach to do a workshop with us. I ended up doing some group coaching with her wonderful woman, um, and I was hooked. You know, it's the, it's it seemed to me that um, there is a gap between um, the needs that the therapist needs, the mental health therapist, and and um, what what a life coach has to offer, because quite often you don't have a clinical 
um, manifestation of being stuck. Right. You know what I exactly. mean? But you are, you're aware that something is missing. And that's where a coach can come alongside you and help you identify what that thing is. So I'm going to have you take a step back for a second. Sure. And for the audience's sake, uh, can you talk a little bit about what is a life coach? Okay. And how is it different from going to a counselor, from getting uh, a therapy from a psychologist? How is it different, specifically? Okay. That's, that's some, um, something that we, we need to be very clear about when we're working with, with clients. Um, it's not therapy. It's not advice giving. It's not um, mental health counseling. It's um, it's not a friendly conversation, mm -hmm. right? Uh, a life coach is someone who walks with you for a period of your life um, in a specific area that you need help with. So there are relationship coaches. There are spiritual coaches. There are um, transition, life transition, their grief coaches, you know, their writing coaches. Um, and what a coach does is, um, for me, the most important part of, of coaching mm -hmm. is helping the client to just catch a vision. Imagine what life would look like if you were to do what it is that you're longing for. Take a moment and let that sink in. Can you repeat that for them? I'll paraphrase. I don't know yeah, if I can say that. Just, exactly. just, just that last yeah. part. Just the last part. People Imagine. Imagining what um, life would be like, would look like, if you were able to live in the way that you're pining for or longing for. Right. Most of us are walking around with, with this thing, this weight, this heaviness, this, it's a lost dream usually. From childhood, you know, um, that somebody told you didn't make sense or you couldn't be or life crowded it on you and you forgot about it but it's still there. It's usually not the, I want to be a firefighter when I grow up. No, it may it very, may it may very been, well be. Yeah. However, yeah. once we travel through life a little bit more and we start to experience, at least this is my experience, mm -hmm. by no means anybody else's or yours, but we travel through life, I've traveled through life, and I begin to, at this point, I can reflect back on my life and see there are some reoccurrences here exactly. in the things that I like to do and mm -hmm. when I get back into those similar kind of situations mm -hmm. I notice that there's a part of me that surfaces there's a warmth my eyes are open I feel very energetic I can't stop talking um, <laughs> but it's like the opposite of cognitive behavioral therapy it's like I put myself through the therapy that I know that the story that I'm telling or that I have told that maybe I just wasn't paying attention to is yeah. the story that I should be that telling. That you should be telling, exactly. So imagine what your life would look like if you were living every day the thing that you were most passionate about. Yes. That yes. is a strong and 
powerful way to live. Yes, it is. And essentially, is. that is the message that you are helping them to decipher. To go look past all the I should be, the shoulds. Right. You know, this is what I should be, this is what I must be. And, and explore who actually lives under all of that. And it also, we want to be careful that it doesn't mean that everyone out there is living the way that they shouldn't be right now. It could no. mean that you're in the right place, but maybe you have some additional things that are clouding over and you're not quite sure how to get past that. I have all the stuff with my children to deal with. I have these other elements of my life yes. that I don't really know how to control. Maybe it's finances, yeah. maybe it's parts of family relationships. Exactly. And those are the things that you can also yes, assist with, absolutely, right? absolutely, absolutely. So that they can stay on that path. Stay, yes, yeah. Um, it's, it's about living life fully. It's about living as, as, as with as much purpose and meaning as, as is possible. Mm -hmm to live right. in this world. And so, yeah, there is nothing, um, and that's where, that's that's my calling. That's, you see this? That's where. She's, she's coming up, she's <laughs> opening herself to the exactly. world, she's saying, come and see me. And, and that's what happens with a client when you help them to arrive at that stage, exactly. um, where you can see the energy shift, you know, and, oh, Oh, there is a moment that is just magical, mm -hmm. you know. And I can speak firsthand because Joanne has actually helped me from time to time. When I get into a rough stop, I'll give her a call or I'll ask her, hey, can you come in? Uh, I just need to chat a little bit. And she's very open to that, which I'm very grateful for. So thank you for your flexibility. You're welcome. And with that, I have been able to work through and discover uh, the path that I know that I'm on, but you know, we always question ourselves. Yes, like, yes. Should I really be doing this? This is a lot of time and effort. Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. And then you come in and then you say, Justin, tell that little part of you to shut up inside and just keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Because exactly. you know deep inside that this is where you're supposed to go. Exactly. So it's a little oomph behind me that says, don't slow down. Don't exactly. slow down and definitely don't stop. Right. So. so to get back to you know what a life coach does, they hold up a mirror to you. Uh, I you like know, that. I like that they analogy. They hold up that mirror. They challenge you. They give you that little nudge when you need it. Accountability. Whatever. Because it's client focused. Mm. Right. So each client needs a different combination of, of ways that we, tools that we have to help them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. um, help them take those steps. Exactly. You know. Um, so I think this is a good point um, to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments, please send them in. Joanne is here, I'm here if you have any questions for us, or even if you just have something you want to say or throw a little smiley face up there if you like what we're talking about or you like the message she's <laughs> delivering, feel free. Uh, we're here for the next, uh, however long we're here, maybe even all night. We're both so passionate about this topic. But we'll try to keep it on track so we're not here all night. The next question that I have is, what do you find yourself coaching people on the most? And why do you think that is? Yeah. Um, the thing I coach most on actually is, is, um, people 
feeling like they need to move, like they're stuck somewhere. And this is quite often exactly the words they use. Um, more and more, uh, I've had clients who are trying, they're aware that maybe their careers are stuck. Um, and they come with that, you know, I am, I don't know, I need to make a change, but I don't quite know what that change should be. Or Quite often they know what the change could be, they just need um, some encouragement, some help, um, some perspective, help to get a, you know, better perspective. If I may, should, what does that look like in a person? What kind of things should they maybe look for or be aware of? when they do have those thoughts, or maybe they're not even aware mentally, but they know that maybe they keep running into the same situation. Mm -hmm. What kind of things would a client particularly tell you in that regard? Um, Signs people and have, Yeah, sure, sure. People have people use different language. People have different styles of communicating. Okay. So it's, it's, it it's could be as general as just this vague dissatisfaction with, you know, I'm, I have a good job, I should be happy, but I dread going to work every morning. We just do it for a paycheck, right? We, we're doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. We um, get that a lot. We get, yeah, you know. I get to, one client said, and you know, um, I get to my office and I sit in my car and I just don't want to go inside, you know. That's a sign that something is wrong. Absolutely. That something yeah. needs to change. Yes. Um, but it's a big scary thing to do. Yeah. You know. Um, I have um, clients who are are trying to decide whether to go the route of entrepreneurship and give up the security of um, a regular job, for example. And um, the the inner critic tells them they can't do it, mm. you know. But when you talk with them, you can see that they've been laying the groundwork, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's fair mm -hmm. of stepping off that, that ledge, and that's where a coach can encourage you. And it could be, could be your career, it could be something in your family, it could be, as you said, finances, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's how to find the source of that dissatisfaction mm -hmm. um, or stuckness, I like to call it, um, and figure out what's, what needs to happen mm -hmm. to make life feel richer and fuller. So it sounds as though you're playing a, an almost neutral but motivating role for the individual who may not be as comfortable even discussing it with the people closest to them because they might feel a little vulnerable or maybe they feel as though, you know, I don't really want to share this with them. I want to keep my posture and I want to look strong yeah. for the people that I'm trying to support. Exactly. So you are the intermediary for them to make sure they follow on what it is they see themselves right. doing. Uh, it doesn't mean you have all the answers, like, how do I make a million dollars? No. In <laughs> or, fact, the coach is not the expert at all. 
That's right. Right? The client is an expert on his or her life. This is ask the expert, so you have to be somewhat <laughs> of an expert here at Choice. Well, I have, I have tools. In everyone's <laughs> eyes and in my eyes, you are an expert at this art. However... What I meant was I'm not the expert in the client's life. Correct. The I client understand. is. I understand. Yes. And so I don't exactly. come with a Spot prescription. On. Right. I help you to dig and find the cure yourself. That means the work is in your hands. Yes. She's here to help you. Yes. But the work is ultimately in your in hands. Your it's hands. like the ratio that one of my teachers used to tell me. It's the it's the basically the, the law. twenty rule. Well, one to one hundred and sixty-seven. Okay, that's one hundred and sixty-eight hours in a week. Mm -hmm. You spend one hour with me a week to get your coaching okay. or to get your acupuncture. One hundred and sixty-seven hours left. What are you going to do with them? Right, right. Um, for for us coaches, the eighty twenty rule is a ratio of how much I talk versus how much the client mm -hmm. talks. Yep. If the coach is doing all the talking, then the coach is doing the work. That's right. Yeah. All right. So um, that's another measure. How one of the ways we assess our effectiveness in you know in self assessing mm -hmm. is. How much talking did I do during that session? Because if, if the client is listening, then you're doing all the work. Unless they need a little kick in the rear and say, come on, get up, say something, do something. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have to allow the silence to settle. Exactly. Because in that silence, right. um, you know, sometimes that's where the insights and the answers come. So. That's very good. So how can, how can people find a coach like you? Uh, or if they're not in the area, where yeah, can they go? The the best um, the best way to find a a, a, a reputable trained coach because there are people you know unfortunately uh, who build themselves as coaches who are not um, formally trained uh, and it's a relatively new profession and so and very few um, they're, they're, they're not yet regulated in the way um, physicians are or it's a self-regulating industry and so I recommend that people go to the, the website of uh, the International Coach Federation which is sort of the gold standard in the industry that's the International Coach, coach Federation. Federation. Not coaching. No, coach Federation. Coach Federation. Okay. Coach Federation. Um, there are other similar organizations. Um, there's the Christian Coaching Network, which I also belong to. Okay. Um, most of those kind of umbrella organizations um, maintain directories of, of their member coaches. Okay. Uh, the International Coach Federation also has a, a, a code of ethics that as a member of the International Coach Federation I am bound to, to observe in my practice. So there are standards of practice for people who are members of organizations like these. So if you're looking for a coach and you're not in the DC area, <laughs> um, then go to the website of the, the um, an organization like the International Coach Federation. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a there's a lot of professions out there that you have any you have quite a range of people that are advertising that I am really good at this. I'm an expert at that. Yeah. And ultimately, you want to look for an individual who has shown some results mm -hmm. in what they do, in addition to being trained in some capacity. 
Precisely. Uh, so that you can feel comfortable. So there are plenty of people out there that are good at selling the art. Yes. There are plenty of people who are out there, plenty of people out there who are good at actually performing the art. And then there's a nice combination of both. Of both. Exactly. So you have to find the best one that works for you. If you are not in the area and you're still not comfortable trying to find a coach, you can reach you out can to either Joanne uh, or you can reach to her through me. If for some reason you should be able to get there because I have all of her information available. But reach out to Joanne and she can point you in the right direction. Exactly. If you do live in this area, you have no excuses because you should go to Well Woman Coaching, man or woman, child or anyone else. Well Woman Coaching. Well Woman Coaching. <laughs> so the next question I have is what should, you elaborate it on it a little bit, but maybe just repeat it and add a few more things. What should people expect when they come to see a coach? What would their first or second okay. or third session sound like or look like? Okay. Um, well, let's start with the introductory session um, where we spend a little time getting to know the client, asking them, you know, what, what, um, what's going on in their lives. We, we're getting to know each other and establishing a relationship, you know. Um, it's a professional relationship, but it's a relationship that involves trust and give and take. If you can't establish that rapport, then, you know, the open dialogue that coaching requires isn't going to take place. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we spend the first session or two getting to know each other um, and we use assessment tools. I, I like to use um, a, a wheel of life with uh, my yes. clients. I remember, remember saying that. that. Yes, yes. Um, a wheel of life which sort of looks at uh, different modalities in a person's life, you know, their career, their family relationships, their social networks, their um, spiritual uh, values, and sort of allows them to, to, to rate themselves in each of those areas. That's often uh, a snapshot of where the client is and the areas in their lives that may may benefit from, you know, okay, if you rated yourself as a three in this area of your life instead of a seven, what can we do to move the needle in this area of mm -hmm. your life? Mm -hmm. And that that's that provides the basis. Sometimes the client knows exactly what they want coaching on, sure. you know. Uh, and sometimes they just have a general sense that something needs to get fixed. And that's a good place to start. Good. Okay. You know? And then you would move forward. And then we from move there, forward from there in each session. Yes. Uh, we have a, a variety of tools, just like in any profession, uh, that we tailor to fit the needs of the client. Um, and each session, the, the, the client tells you what they want to leave with, what they want coaching on that day, even though you may be working in a specific area um, of that person's life. Between one coaching session and the next, things change, mm -hmm. you know, things happen. So each time the client comes, they get to determine what they talk about that day, what they focus their attention on that day. Because they have some kind of direction they're going in, and you're 
guiding yes. them continuously there. Along that. Okay. Yeah. So roughly, if someone comes in for such as a, a situation that you're talking about or the concerns that they're talking about, how long would it take for them to see a little bit of progress, if not a lot of progress? Um, we like to have our clients commit to at least six sessions. Four to six sessions, I think, is sort of a reasonable average uh, for the client to feel like a shift is taking place. Uh, it, sometimes it happens in the first or second session, there's that light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, that, that is just so amazing when it happens. It doesn't mean that the coaching relationship ends. It means that the client has caught hold of that vision and um, is now ready to actually do the work. And that's, at least when I have experienced those moments, it's mm -hmm. when you get a little bit of butterflies in your stomach. Yes. Oh, something's it's just, shifting. Yeah, something, something's going on here. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> going, getting ready for that but roller coaster. It's, it's, it's the downhill slope. Yeah. You're right at the top. No, I take me off the coaster, but I can't get off. Exactly, it's your so, life. Um, and change is always uncomfortable. So you're strapping them in. I'm, saying, I'm the safety We're on belt. a safe ride. Exactly. Don't worry. So you're the safety belt. Yeah, I'm like the that. safety belt. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, so can you share a story about someone you've coached before? I mean, of course, you use a fictitious name, all of confidentiality. No, 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 of course. Confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, tools, if you like, techniques, uh, is to do um, let we, let's say guided visualization exercises with mm -hmm. my clients. Because, like I said earlier, when, when you can get the client to really catch a hold of a vision, you know, the, the possibility that their lives could be different, and you can get them to, to see that and imagine what it looks like and what it feels like, um, it's... It, it's um, it just helps them be ready to move forward because they can actually imagine what it would be like. So you use this and a lot I, with I use this a lot. It doesn't work with, I've had clients that it doesn't work with because that's not their learning mode. Right. You know, people learn, have different modalities. Yeah. Uh, but, but it works quite often and so I, I, I try uh, when it seems appropriate. And I had this one client, uh, I was doing this visualization exercise um, with one time. And at the end, you know, we um, came back to the present moment. And she went, wow. <laughs> so what happened? What, what did she visualize or what, did, what changed? What happened? I think there was just this 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 realization, this shift. It it was almost um, for her in that. But I won't tell you know. That's but true. for her in that moment, it was really just seeing possibility. Mm. Um, quite often, when people people are frantically telling themselves a story about what's going on in their lives. 
you know it's like it's like mice scurrying around in your brain mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a great analogy you know and so having permission to just stop and breathe long enough to do that exercise quieted the pitter patter of those scurrying little feet in your brain and allowed clarity to break through sounds a little bit like meditation in some ways the same, yes calming the mind but you exactly. are actually inviting the person to travel somewhere and so imagining to okay. yes to imagine yes. what it would be like if if something was different something was different yeah i do um practice myself and encourage my clients to practice some form of mindfulness uh, meditation as well. on a daily regular basis uh what kind of things do you have to maintain i mean <laughs> You, yourself in this world. I mean, I mean well, don't put any labels, exactly. all labels on it. <laughs> um, self-care. Self-care. It's what it is. Uh, I, I encourage my clients to find ways to take care of themselves. Um, we're all busy. We're all stressed out. We're all playing multiple roles. And um, it's easy to get lost, mm -hmm. to lose yourself in that. Um, so I, to varying degrees of success and with very, <laughs> don't look at me like no, that. No, 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 I'm curious about what's, gonna, what's coming next. Um, I try to, to practice, um, this is how I, let's go, let's say, put it this way, sure. this is how I practice mindfulness okay. most. Okay. Um, one of the first things I do in the mornings, uh, once I get up, is to walk my little dog. Mm. Right? And your dog's name is? His name is Chess. He's an eight pound toy poodle. Eight he's, pound toy poodle named he's Chess. The cutest little thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I walk him in the mornings, and you know, he's this tiny little thing, and he hasn't got a job to go to, you know. So he wanders around and he sniffs at the flowers and he stops to sniff at the, the light post where the dogs mm -hmm. before him have left their mark and so on, you know. And um, I, I use that time to look around me. I look up at the sky. Uh, I practice gratitude. I give thanks, you know. The sky is blue, it's a beautiful day, thank you, Lord. The sky is gray and cloudy, but look at the fascinating shapes of the clouds. Isn't God amazing? You know? Um, if it's winter time, I'm always fascinated by the shapes of the, the branches without the leaves. I like to look at them against, sort of in silhouette, and just, just, just simple things, being aware of what's around you instead of being inside your head with one of those stories that you tell mm -hmm. you know living your day already in your mind yeah. instead of being in the moment where you are yeah so the moment you wake up you have to begin this cycle of being in tune with what it is you are meant to be doing exactly if, or if it's something in nature if you're going out walking your dog in the morning or maybe doing a little exercise outdoors, going for a run, or mm -hmm. just meditating, or just sitting on your just back porch, sitting. drinking your cup of coffee. Exactly. 
take that moment, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however much time you can afford, it is not a luxury to take that time for yourself. It's a, it's a necessity, it's a necessity to your well-being. The one thing we can control, believe it or not, yes. is time. Yes. By doing these things. Exactly. And so I believe very strongly in in doing that and teaching, helping my clients to to adopt uh, practices that are appropriate for their lifestyles. You know, clearly, if you if you have a six month old baby, then you don't get to go for right. you know. But there's different ways there that, are that ways. person can design how ways. to make room for those kind of things. Everybody can. Everyone's life is fuller than another's or less full than another individual. So there's always a way that we can there find a way. time yes. and energy. Yes. So, okay, so how about this? There might be some people out here who are actually interested in becoming a coach. So what advice can you provide for them? So this might be the first time they have heard the terms life coach. Mm -hmm. So just as you were inspired, they may now be inspired, saying, mm -hmm. this sounds really intriguing. It's a great What it's steps great. could they take to possibly be in your shoes or maybe have you as a mentor or even uh, across the world figure out what kind of things they could do to transform into this type of role? That's a great question. Uh, the first thing I think would be to identify somewhere to get uh, the training. They, they, and I'll go back to the ICF, the International Coach Federation, they maintain a list of accredited coach training schools on their website. Uh, for ICF accreditation, uh, the school must offer a minimum number, 60-something hours, whatever it is, of ICF-approved training hours. Um, practical, practical experience, a combination of, 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 of um, requirements like those. So if you, if you are interested in that, first of all, is, you know, examine whether this is the time in your life when you can go back to school, as it were. It's not a long-term commitment like mm -hmm. getting um, a master's degree. Or you know, okay. or, or PhD or something it's like on the side kind of thing, um, certificate. Most of them, yes. I think my my initial coach training, if I remember correctly, took uh, sixteen weeks. Sixteen weeks. Sixteen weeks okay. uh, with two at my, that the particular design of the course I did was it was um, online. It was um, which you know the technology allows us to do now. Uh, where we met in a virtual environment with our train, with our teacher, the mm -hmm. class met virtually um, for three hours twice a week. So it was pretty intense, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of a lot of um, the training was also practicing coaching. It was experiential. That's important. Yes, you have to have that experience. Otherwise, if you're just doing it on your own. Precise. There's really no place in a controlled environment to say to get the feedback. That's right. To get the feedback. This is great. This is what you can work on. Exactly. This is what people got out of it. So exactly. That's excellent. And you can contact me for referrals to my training school. I won't. Ah, there we go. Okay, so she has some connections as well as some skills that she can pass on. Yes. This is good. Is there anything that you can offer? 
to the viewers? Or is there anything that you would like to extend, perhaps? I'd yeah, I would just encourage anyone who is interested in finding out to go to my website and um, sign up for for um, some coaching. What I what I most often do is offer a um, initial half hour session at no charge okay. um, for people to to get some understanding of whether this okay. is for them. Like a consult. Yes, like a consult. An introductory coaching session. And then I will offer a discount to people who watch this program okay. and um, and sign up for, for ongoing coaching with me. So um, if people sign up then then and, and say that they they've heard about me through this video. Okay, then. so go to wellwomancoaching.com yes. and sign up for a session with Joanne and mention this video and she will move forward with all of the things that she just mentioned, a free 30-minute introductory session of coaching and then from there on out you guys can work together to yes. see you live your passion. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I. I want to hear more stories when you have me come back. So that brings me to your story. So we're gonna get a little bit closer. We can move our seats in. <laughs> so my question to you, listen up, this is a good question. Um, could you share with us one story that no one has heard before about a time where your life changed dramatically and helped shape who you are today? Oh my. <laughs> um, how about I answer it this way? That hmm. the 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 um the experience I had. Don't laugh at me. I'm just not laughing. <laughs> By no means am I laughing. I'm interested. I want to see. I'm on the edge of my seat, even though I'm trying to, you know, stay back. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I want to know. Okay. I mean, I've known you for a long time. But you have. There's a lot of stories about every person, just like your clients. We don't know. Yeah. And the one thing that I love to do is to listen. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like, you're my storyteller right now. You're their storyteller right now. So tell us a story, Joanne. We're like, okay. we're little kids. I'm sitting there. I'm like wiggling in my seat. Justin, sit down. No. All right. Okay. So, so what's um, something I don't know about you? I know a lot about you. Yeah. I know where you're from, mm -hmm. I know a little about your family, etc., and so on and so forth. They don't. So okay. it's going to be a little bit tougher because I'm here. Okay. What do you got? So I think. Um. I'll tell the story of some stories, a series of stories, really. Um, don't look so worried. I'm, I'm not. not I'm not worried. I'm not worried. We're here all night. Remember? All right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, my my journey to this point um, started about maybe twenty years ago. Uh, there were a series of, of events in my life at roughly the same time that sort of came together to, to shape who, okay. what, who the person I've become. 
um, one of them, and they all sort of happened within a six month period. Um, I had this sort of existential crisis, alias midlife crisis. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, okay. You know, I was turning the big 4-0, and um, I don't know what it is about that number that makes a lot of us go, my life is half over. What have I done? What have I done with myself? I haven't accomplished anything. Meltdown moment. Um, even though in reality, I had, I had a lot. You know, I had a wonderful son. I was married. I, you know. Um, in the moment, though, you probably in the didn't moment. Think of those I, no, I had set out to conquer the world. <laughs> you know, we leave high school or college or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and you reach that point, and <gasps> the plate's still not full. Uh, I'm so <laughs> So then, you what know? happened? Um, so there was that. My dad went through a prolonged illness and eventually passed, mm. um, which was was painful but also very it was a spiritual experience watching him approach death i was actually with him when he passed mm. um and i'm glad i was you know and somewhere in all of that out of all of that kind of cauldron of emotions bubbling i that's when I sort of took the step of committing to living a life of faith, you know. So out of all of that came a sense of direction that I hadn't had before. A sense of purpose, really. You know, this is what my life is for, you know. It's um, to to live a life that's pleasing to, to God, you know. And so even though I, I, you know, I don't get up in a pulpit on Sunday morning and preach sermons, you know, um, but that decision to become a person of faith has shaped everything I've done since that. So the passing of your father essentially brought new life to you. Hmm, I hadn't thought of it like that. But he gave you a gift. He did. He absolutely did. And then yes, how did that did. gift transform? Um, I remember when he got ill, and I don't want to be macabre about it, but when he got ill, I remember um, just praying mm -hmm. that he would, because he was a very proud man and very filled with... Um, very, he was a gentleman in the old school sense of the word, you know, gentleman. And so I remember praying that he would die with dignity, you know, um, and I was there. I got to be there and to see that my prayer was answered. That's a blessing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so that was kind of the first plank in my walk of faith, you know, that that um, my father was given, he was given a gift, 
of dying with peace and dignity. And I was given the gift of witnessing that, of being with him, you know. And um, so when I talk about helping people to live, um, I don't believe that we have to stay in a place of pain and, and suffering. I believe that we can choose to step out of that into peace and, and, and serenity and contentment, you know. But you can't do that if you're telling yourself stories that keep you stuck in, in things that are causing you pain. That's right. You know, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. No, so okay. So you, no, is it, <laughs> you what, got me on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a beautiful soapbox, uh -huh. and I think that's a story that a lot of people. There may be some people watching that have been able to experience the passing of a loved one right in front of your eyes. I know for myself, a few of my grandparents. Uh, my brother was present. I was not because of distance. I wasn't able to be there in time, but the experience that was shared with me from those relatives is just beautiful to hear. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it's like to experience and in the moment for you, as I mentioned, it sounds as though there was a gift, his breath was passed forth to you, so you absorbed it, took it, and now you're running with it. I like that How imagery. How proud oh. would he be to see you oh, jogging exactly. through life? Thank you, Justin. That was that was just you gave me a gift. I've always felt my father, my father gave me um, a blessing of words um, very early in my life uh, when I married, and he didn't say it to me. He said it to the man I was marrying, who repeated it to me some months later, who said, "You're marrying a woman who has." Um, so much love in her heart, you know, um, and so I, we we bless our children with the words we speak over them. Yes. You know, the the, the 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 things we say to and about our children Correct. quite often come to pass in their lives, and I feel like that was a lesson from my father mm -hmm. that has given me this capacity to share myself. You know, in through my coaching, you, you know. and it, it, it is obvious that you have taken it, and as I said, you run with it. You have made it a part of you, and it is transformed to who you are. It, it really, today. yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing the story. So, I don't know how I can go off of that mom's <laughs> story. I had a couple other questions, but I really don't know where to go from there. You got me. Um, so. Moving through life, having this gift from your father and going throughout the next several decades as a communications uh, artist, we'll leave it as artist, mm -hmm. professional, and at now as a coach, what is one important lesson you've learned along the way that you can share with everyone uh, through your learnings mm -hmm. across time? I think the one, the one lesson I've learned 
I'm hesitating because I don't know if it's a lesson or if it's just um, the way I view the world is that you do have each person has agency in other words you can change your story yes. you can change the ending right. you know uh, I'm always amazed when I I talk to people who really feel helpless about the way their life is you know because it's why I do what I do I believe in the possibility of change and I believe that we have um, the power to make those changes clearly you know there are physical limitations there might be you know realities that might keep us from scaling Mount Everest for example mm -hmm. you know but you can affect how your story unfolds. You're not you're not being 100%. acted upon. One hundred percent. You're an actor in your life That's story. Right. We're writing our story of life. Why can't we rewrite it? You can rewrite it at any just point. Change the direction. And of the story. yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I coach. Right. That's fantastic. So before I ask you my last question, okay. this is your last chance to send any comments or questions to us if you have any at this time. So I will have one more question. It seems like we might have one. Let me take a look and see. Okay, we do have two questions here. Okay. First question is, uh, any tips for a cancer coach? Career. I'm sorry. Career. Career coach. Career. Well, we can answer both. Yeah. But there's a coach for okay. health-related issues. There, there are coaches. And if there are coaches related to career. Yes. Um, I'm not sure whether this person is asking because they're looking for a career coach or because they are a career coach. It's a little ambiguous. Um, I'm assuming that this is a question from a person who is looking for a career coach. Okay. Answer um, from both directions, I guess. Okay. Try. The answer is I do career coaching. <laughs> the answer is you do career coaching. So if you're looking for a career coaching. coach, there's one sitting next to me. So. And um, I might add, I didn't mention this earlier, that um, I'm trained to do coaching using the various technologies that exist. So you do not have to be in the metro area to meet face-to-face -face with me. I coach on the telephone, I coach using Skype and, and FaceTime. It's very helpful, yeah. Um, any combination that works. So if you're located, you know, in, in, um, on the other side of the continent, you know, um, I can still. Yeah, with coach. technology, just as we're doing today, you're, you can reach her really at any point, almost any time, not in the middle of the night. <laughs> not I know. in the middle but, of the uh, night. <laughs> You can, so it does not matter it doesn't if you're, matter where you're low on time. She said 30 minutes. She'll give you 30 minutes of her time, you give her 30 minutes of yours, you can be on the phone. I'm sure you can spare 30 minutes at any point. And exactly. It's a free first session, so go to her website, find her information, say, I watched this interview, and then she'll follow forward and get in touch with you to set up your first session. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You're right. You guys can work on that. Now, 
uh, when I stumbled a little bit reading it, is there also different, there are, are there different yes. kinds, health coaches, for example? There are health coaches. Is that something there are, you do? Uh, so. It's not, it's not one of my, my um, strong suits, let's say. Uh, if, if there's a general health concern, for example, I can quote somebody who is trying to adapt, adopt a healthier lifestyle. Okay. Those kinds of general health related issues. I would not be comfortable coaching um, someone with a specific illness. There are coaches and I'd be happy to help with a referral um, to someone. I, there are people, I, I have colleagues who coach um, cancer survivors, I do. Um, colleagues who do grief coaching, you mm. know, if you've lost that's a loved a, one. That's a powerful one, that's a good one. Right, uh, and I'm happy to do referrals too. So if you have any questions about maybe a specific kind of life coach, you can just yes. still you can still get in touch with Joanne. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and perhaps the third version of the first question, which is any <laughs> tips for someone who is a coach? So from coach to coach, what uh, kind of tips? Career coaching requires that you you have access to to um to the tools that that um. There are questionnaires and surveys that we use for to gauge um, what's the word I'm looking for. People have have um, bents. They have talents. They have um, traits that fit them for certain career fields. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, having a broad understanding of how a person's personality trait might help them flourish in a particular career helps mm -hmm. and there are there are tools that that we use to you know okay. to do those kinds of assessments um, quite often somebody in who comes to a career coach already has a career you know and they want to um, move into another field or maybe have a you know slight change of direction but they're not sure how to do that or there's there's that budding entrepreneur there is something inside, inside them yeah, that exactly. they're afraid to look at That's so it's, it's multifaceted right. right now okay so the other question that came in is do you believe a coach needs a coach Oh yes! Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! It's one of the, the <laughs> things a, I That's yeah. a great question. <laughs> Whoever sent that in, thank you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, we coach each other all the time. Um, colleagues of mine, you know, uh, we do um, what we call mentor coaching. Um, okay. So we have. I have people fellow coaches that I call on and they call on me say you know I'm in a little hump here I need some coaching to get over this you know and we do and I feel that sometimes like when we get in touch yes, with each exactly. other we, we exactly. do the same we kind of thing same. like exactly. hey I'm working on this with my business or uh, I'm trying to develop this kind of new thing Joanne what do you see from your perspective yes. that I could do yes Yes. Where I'm like, Joanne, I'm having a crisis. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Although internally there may be times when I feel that way, I try to oh, restrain yes. my emotion. <laughs> so, but yeah. whatever the the issues, I mean, we're all human. We're all human. I mean, exactly. acupuncturists have acupuncturists. If they don't, 
I question that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to say it nicely. So every professional should have an additional hand, a uh, helper, a mentor, uh, yeah. a coach if need be, exactly. that can help them exactly. in their same field. Someone they can yeah. have feedback with right. and also maybe rant every and now some, and then. A rant is good. <laughs> rant is good. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not, we're not all um, comfortable coaching in all areas. You right. know, coach, That's true. coaches have niches. So. Yeah. Um, I could maybe need at different times in my life a financial coach or a um, writing coach or a spiritual coach, you know, to to help me revitalize my my walk. Um, so it's being a coach doesn't mean that you don't ever need to have someone else walking alongside you through a particular thing in your life. That's right. Okay. So, I think we're going to close with my final question. Okay. Can't wait. And this is my favorite question <laughs> I ask every single person. And yeah. you'll understand the essence of the question when I ask it. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. What gets you out of bed every morning? <laughs> Don't to make walk it, don't make it Chez, little Chez, your toy you poodle. I knew that dog. was going to be your answer, so I have to say, eh, <laughs> no, unacceptable. Okay. What, what is it that gets you out of bed? What gets me out of bed? Um, and it's been the same for the last 10, 15 years. Um, is the idea that I can make a difference in someone's life. Uh, even when I was working in my corporate job, so to speak, um, and even when I enjoyed that job, the thing that got me out of bed was there is someone that I can smile with today, that, and that smile, simple smile, can have an impact on that person's life. Um, there is someone who's feeling invisible that I can look at and fully see and leave them with the impression that someone saw them. Um, there is someone that I can say a word of encouragement to today. Um, there is someone that I can help by being in the world today. You know, and that's everything that I do has its root in that. That is, that is amazing. Um, because everyone, when you get out of bed in the morning, before you put your feet on the ground next to the bed, and before you get up and you start to take your first action into the day, to be able to feel deep inside that you have a purpose, yeah. you have a vision, you are on this earth blessed for a for specific a reason. reason. For a reason. So thank you for sharing your reason with us. <laughs> thank you for, for allowing me the opportunity. Yes, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, our interview today and I'm so sure everybody I. else out there did as well. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe there's any remaining questions, but if you have any, please continue. You can send them directly to this video feed, uh, to the comment section down below, and we'll get to them. You can 
Pasawana Joanne. You can find her directly at wellwomancoaching.com. That's her. Again, channel. her offer, go, go to her website, contact her, sign up for the free 30-minute coaching session, and she'll guide you through the next steps, and she'll be right there with you as you work to find your purpose in life. So thank you all so much for joining us today. That concludes our interview today with Joanne Creary of Well Woman Coaching. And I will see you next month for Ask the Expert.